Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Vaguely Familiar Podcast. This is the Backward Point edition of the podcast. And in the Backward Point edition, we talk about cricket, Pakistan cricket, cricket around the world. And today we are going to discuss uh, a very, very entertaining series. We just finished recording um, <laughs> a Spotify wrapped, and this is going to be, I guess, the, the Pakistan versus Bangladesh series wrapped. Yeah, which um, is not as exciting as our Spotify wrapped at all. It really wasn't. Maybe a couple of matches. Uh, like the third T20 I was very exciting to watch. Um, sure. That last test match that last finished this morning was insanely compelling to watch. Um, had me up at six in the morning uh, and uh, finished. You, were you actually up at six in the morning? I was for other reasons, um, but I ended up watching that match. Yes. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Corpus. I'm kind of say that corporate slavery did not get to you. <laughs> <laughs> cricket first. Cricket, cricket first. first. Uh, you know, remember you've seen Ted Lasso, right? That guy that's always screaming, "Football is life." Yeah. You are Danny. Yeah. Cricket is life. It. I mean, it is. What can I say? Um, it is. It truly is. But, but I think, I think one of the reasons why. This this whole tour was so non-exciting was yeah. because of the pitches were so bad. They were so negative. I mean, when Pakistan was walking into the T20I series, yeah. they were going off a... They had won five out of six games, um, but we were still in doubt if they would be able to win against Bangladesh yeah. just because of how um, Australia played here in, in the last tour, just because of how New Zealand played. Um, and... Because of just the quality of the pitches out there, there they're yeah. so bad. Um, they're not pacer friendly. They're the ball stays low. It doesn't come off the bat too well. They're I saw scoring matches. Yeah, you're right. And I saw a little bit of the test match, and there was one ball in particular where Shaheen Afridi was bowling at 149, and he, it was a good length ball, and the ball did not bounce more than his higher than the. It just died out. And batman, batsman's legs. And to be fair. Our Bengali brothers out there are quite short. So if the ball is not even bouncing higher than your kneecaps, then there's something wrong with the pitch. Exactly. And, and uh, a lot of the uh, the Bangladeshi, um, the, the fans, they want to know how their cricket can improve um, and how they can take it to the next level. I think they do have the talent, but if you keep preparing pitches that are so negative and that are so bad, um, that don't encourage good fast bowling or that don't encourage quality batting, uh, you're never going to see your cricket go up. You might beat Australia or New Zealand here on then by having two or three spinners on, but at the end of the day, you're not your cricket is not progressing, and you can see um, the effects that that had uh, of them in the World Cup. Um, they just gave no fight to any team, um, and most of their games were one-sided. Would you say that because this is sort of I wouldn't say it's cheating, but it's kind of biased on one team's favor and not the others? Should the ICC have regulated pitches? No. Okay. So, uh, like ho- home advantage is a thing, right? No, no. I'm fine with home advantages and pitches. Like in, even in football, they have different size and different lengths of pitches. And some like Wembley is huge, but then the King Power is a bit smaller. And so there's advantages and disadvantages to that. What I'm saying is that if let's say an ICC official comes in and regulates pitches, like you can have the pitch that you want, but it has to be playable. So se. they do that. But only in ICC events. So you're always going to see probably like more recently higher scoring matches in ICC events because ICC has a say in how the pitch is curated. Yeah. Uh, But when it comes to to the home series, it's ICC has no say. It's just the home cricket board. But should they? The question is, 
perhaps when when the games are finishing like the, that that second test match it finished literally like in maybe two days two yeah, and a half days two and a half days uh we were not expecting to have a result even the third test match i think there was only like 200 or something over bowl there was only two test matches no it's the second test match what i'm talking second about test match, yeah oh okay sorry sorry sorry. yeah what am i thinking about oh i'm thinking about t20s my bad but yeah the second test match only 200 or something some 200 odd overs were bowled in a five-day test match okay given two, one and a half of those days were washed away but what are we trying to like what precedent are we setting here with test matches that are the pitches that are so lazy yeah. that you may it, it literally bores me yeah i want to like, talk I, about uh things that we liked players that really emerged um and and how shiny sajid khan's head is that's a very shiny head my guy absolutely i want to talk about him as well because he's, in the he's sun. been um big discovery for us as well and like literally the reason why we watch we, we won the second test match but i think if you rewind back to the t20 eyes yeah. i just loved how um the pakistan team the selectors the captain how consistent they've been with the team selection yeah like we only had one or two changes and you don't often um attach the word or associate the word consistent with the Pakistan cricket team um especially when it comes to selection you always see after big icc tournaments a, a huge shuffle going on but you can clearly see babar azam is in charge he's picking his own players um and, and he's persisting you know that's how you develop players a great thing to see was that they didn't like give up on hassan ali absolutely and he you came can. back with a bang you can Hassan Ali is a match winner. We yeah. we spoke about this in the last podcast that we did, wrapping up the World Cup. That Hassan Ali is a match winner. He has been a prolific wicket taker yeah. for Pakistan across all formats this year. I think he's up there with Shaheen in terms of most wickets, um, but I think he has a better average and a better strike rate. So, I mean, on any given day, Hassan can win you matches, and I think he he was a man of the match in one of the T20Is uh, after his comeback. So you can see, like, even on these dead pitches, Hassan is being so effective. Uh, even Shaheen. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, this year... Shaheen was bowling like an angry person. Like, it was so fun to see him, like, charging in, especially in the T20s. It was it was great. Yeah, he, he seems experienced now. He seems like yeah. he knows what he's doing. He has more knowledge of, of bowling. How old is he? He's 21. He's 21, and he has... Wow. Nobody has taken more wickets than Shaheen since his debut. That's insane. Nobody has taken more tests for four wicket hauls than Shaheen since his debut. That's insane. That's amazing to hear. And um, there's one stat that I really, really hope, and I and I know, I have a feeling, and I hope that Shaheen does break this, is that Pakistan is oftentimes considered the land of pacers, the land of fast bowlers. But the last Pakistani fast bowler to take 200 test wickets was Wakar Yunus. Take wow. There's only Asif? been three Pakistan Pacers who have taken more than 200 test wickets. Um, how much did how many did Asif take? Asif, just over 100. And Shoaib? Shoaib, 178. Umar Gul, 178, I think, again. So, wow. The last, like, again, the last Pakistani Pacer to hit 200 test wickets was Wakar Yunus. So, I really hope Hassan and Shaheen, the way that, that, that they're playing, if they keep prioritizing test match cricket, um, they should cross that barrier in no time that's good yeah that's a good stat to know just especially that now that we've figured out that Bukhar was literally and Bukhar retired in 2003 yes so there's been a that's a long time it's almost 20 years since another bowler has gone past that 
uh, it'll be nice to see uh, keep an eye out on that. Yep. Uh, which series was more favorable for you? Which one did you enjoy more? I think the T twenty eyes because the tests were quite dead rubber. They were, and I think the the weather didn't help as much no. as well. Uh, the T twenty eyes were good. Um, uh, we saw we got to see a lot of the players on the, on the bench get a chance. Uh, yeah, Hader Ali was very impressive. Um, Muhammad Nawaz, his batting has improved so much. He's won us that last uh, yeah that that last T twenty on the last ball. Um, so. It's good to see that Pakistan is not relying on just a few players, but we've seen I think eleven different Man of the Match award winners and yeah. eleven different matches, which shows how diverse this team is and how how many match winners that there are. You know, on any given day, anybody can put their hands up, um, one hand, not both hands, <laughs> and uh, win you the game. I think it's it's very interesting that you talked about consistency in the start of the pod. That is one thing that you don't really associate with Pakistan team, but are we getting into a habit of being consistent? Because this is a the streak that continued from the T20 World Cup and a little bit before that even has sort of bled into the Bangladesh series and now we're going to the West, West Indies series playing at home. Like, are we, tr- are we turning into a consistent team or are we just playing oppositions that are a bit weaker than us? No, or I think... Regardless of the results of the matches, I think it's more even of the decision making. Like Pakistan went with an unchanged Test match side in both ma- both games, right? Um, and I think this is credits to the post Misbah era and and the beginning of the Babar Azam era. Um, and Babar knows what he's doing. He has picked out his bunch of players, and I think we're gonna see these players um, in Blossom action for the next. I would say at least a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and he's building a team towards the next World Cup, even even a, a good Test team as well. Um, you think he's eyeing the uh, Test Championship as well? I think so. I think you know. Let me put this out there in the world. Let me manifest this: Pakistan versus India five match Test series. I was gonna say. I was going to say. Uh, that would be uh, a treat for the eyes to see. And play it. Play them in the in Australia. Play them in the way. Play them in, no, not Dubai. Play them in Australia. Okay, play them in Australia or play them or in England. E- even in England. That would be so much fun. Imagine five test matches in England in the summertime. But holy cow! The the problem that people have with the World Test Cha- Championship finals is that it's it's a one match game. So again, you're gonna like bang on two years of test performances on that one match. How you perform on that one stretch of five days? Yeah, that's not smart. So because what if it ends in a draw? No, they have reserve days um, if it rains. But if you're talking like if the game ends in a draw, then I think that's the beauty of the game. Um, that's BS. I don't but test that. matches are here to stay. Like even the Ashes have five. There's five test matches in the Ashes. And that's amazing because that's so much fun. Actually, there's also a great stat where I think it's been a few decades since Pakistan has played a five-match test series. That's insane. It's been so many years. Um and a lot of credit has to do with the scheduling and how much more recently T20 cricket has become a massive seller. Yeah. Right. There's more eyeballs. There's more ads. There's more money to make. Um, and uh, cricket boards are more inclined on reducing test matches, or even ODIs in general. Yeah. To have more T20s. Uh, what I've been seeing recently is that the trend is one or two test matches, three ODIs and three T20s. Sometimes... Two ODIs, five T20s. Like, have you even seen that? And that's like, I don't know if I'm old school here, but I enjoy a really good test match better than a T20. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Like, it's so much fun watching the Ashes right now. Like, we're talking about this. 
first day of the Ashes was so much fun. The because first ball was so much fun. Yeah, it was a bad shot, but by uh, Roy Burns. Roy Burns. Come on, my guy. You can do better than that. But like, what my point remains, watching test matches, especially rivals like England and Australia, so much fun. There's so much history behind that. 140 years of Ashes cricket history. Yeah, and then for sure that that too. But then test nations who haven't played test matches against each other like India and Pakistan since 2007. Seven, yeah. Come on, man. That test match, you're not telling me that would get advertisers and eyeballs on that test match? You will. A prime Kohli, a prime Babur Azam on it at, in the in the best form of cricket that can ever be played. That would be That would sell a lot of tickets, firstly, and that would sell a lot of Real estate on on TV, make it happen. Let's yeah. do it. I mean, India, Pakistan, regardless of the format, regardless of the location, it is the Super Bowl of cricket. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hands down, hands down. Um, so I hope it happens. Um, uh, but again, reverting back to the series, yeah. Um, I was also excited to finally see that the debut of Shana was the honey. Yeah. A lot of talk around him. Uh, people were like, "Let's throw him into the World Cup team." The playing oh, eleven. I'm so glad and that happened. You see, this guy does not have many much first-class cricket or even T20 cricket behind him. Um, and to just throw him in the World Cup was going to be a huge, a, a bad idea. I'm glad Pakistan went for an unchanged team for the whole six matches. But it was good to have him in the squad. It was, it was so much fun there. to see the World Cup through his eyes. He was having so much fun. Straw yeah. struck at every point. It was just a great Taking time. pictures with Dhoni, meeting all the, the ex-cricketers and legends. Um, I think he just has... A great energy to him, a, yeah. a positive vibe. Yeah, uh, good guy, a good team man. You can yeah. say. So I'm hoping to see how his career um, spans out. Yeah, um, because he he does seem like somebody who has a great action, a great run up. He balls at good pace. Uh, he can swing the ball into the righty, um, and he has good yorkers. He, I think he's quicker than he looks. Some people yeah. are quick off the deck and I think he's one of those bowlers so to have him in your armory um, in the next going into the next World Cup in Australia yeah, it, it's, it's going to be great to see I think it would be really interesting to see him at during the PSL as well which is happening in January and is it January right? January yeah. yeah oh my god I might be able to catch a few games then is it happening in Graduate? it's the end of January so I think it's just it might be before you're coming back I might catch a game or two you never know uh, live uh, vaguely familiar podcast from Karachi Stadium let's do it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it'll be amazing to see him uh, blossom more in the PSL the baller that I wanted to talk about that we quickly touched upon and made fun of his head was Sajid Khan yes. where did he come from you know there's a that lot was, of talks he's, and, he's like and he just came out of nowhere and in, in the Pakistan domestic circuit that there's no off spinners going around and then this guy came around last year. He took the most wickets in the Kajasman Trophy. I think it was 50-plus wickets at a great average. I think his team uh, was also in the finals. No. Uh, and he has a very unorthodox bowling action. Like, you know, you can't compare him with Saklain Mustak or Shoaib Malik or Hafiz because it's just, it's almost like he's bowling on the wrong foot. Um, it's and very so, awkward, and it feels yeah. like it's, it's coming from the other hand, but it's actually the right hand. And... As a former spinner, not a really good one, but I, I can attest that the way he loops the ball and it's still, it still, it, it loops high enough that it makes the batsman want to come out and play, but it breaks enough that the batsman is deceived. And yeah. most of the outs that the Bengali players went went for were shots. They were trying to play him yeah. down the ground. And it was just a lot of breaking and they were mistiming him and getting caught. And he was breaking the ball like a good, a, a lot of deviation from the pitch. It was just a lot of fun to see that kind of bowling happening 
because I just love a really good spinner. It also looked like he had a really good arm ball because yeah. uh, coming back to the Bangladeshi batsmen, they just seemed low on confidence and um, they were playing a ball on the back foot that should have been played on the front foot and they're getting LBW or they were just nicking it off to slips. Um, yeah. Again, great field positioning and, and uh, a good ball, good tactical decision making by Bob Rossum. Aggressive you know, captaining. Bringing Sajid Khan early on into the innings, uh, using and exploiting the conditions that were there that were spinner friendly. Um, again, nothing to take away from Sajid himself. He bowled great lines, great lengths, good speed, good revs on the ball, good flight. So I think a combination of all that. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a huge supporter of uh, bringing in players that are seasoned players. And you get you become a seasoned player by playing more domestic cricket. Yeah. Um, which is why I wasn't that big of a, in a favor of um, making Abdullah Shafiq deb- debut. Mm. Um, but he played really well. There's a lot of hype around him. He is supposedly the next big thing in Pakistan cricket. Okay, but he's kind of sustaining that hype by playing really well. He is. And, and I think he could be... His partnerships with Abid, Abid he could, was it? Was he really could good. factually be the next player if he plays more domestic cricket, right? You know, you, you look at... Pakistan wants to emulate what England and Australia do. And if you look at the players that debut for them, they've been through a rigorous uh, domestic uh, seasons, multiple seasons, right? And if you compare that with Abdullah Shafiq, he has played maybe one or two first-class matches um, and maybe a, a, a handful of T20s and, and List A matches, Yeah. right? Um, so, and, and he's been traveling with the team for the past one year. I think it would have been better for him to uh, be back home and playing domestic cricket yeah. rather than traveling with the team and just being on the bench. Yeah, I understand he's with you know international coaches and, what, and whatnot, but there's no substitute for for match practice for game practice for yep. being on the pitch and and making runs right you you learn by making runs so totally I, I totally agree but i think he has a really bright future because the way that he was controlling the game him and abid in the start was just, it was so much fun to see them go at it very calmly very really possessively like they knew what they were doing technically very sound here oh yeah, yeah yeah and i i was i was really happy to see that after a very long time a pakistani opener got a player of the series and I was like, hey, that's a good sign that our, our, we're building from the top this time. And we don't have to rely on Babar and Rizwan to come down the order. There's also a lot of talks on Abid Ali and how there's, I saw a stat where, you know, his average is against the top five teams. And then his average is against Bangladesh, Zimbabwe and other countries. And, and even his, his averages in the... Is there a disparity? There is a huge disparity. Um, so I think if Abid wants to make himself known as... Um, a consistent opener. a consistent or a world class opener. He needs to score runs in the Sena countries: South Africa, England, New Zealand, Australia. And I hope that whenever he does get the chance, that he can prove his worth. Because a lot of the reasons why we call Bobber world class is because he has a century in Australia. He has centuries in England. In England, uh, he has a century in South Africa, New Zealand. Um, New Zealand. He does not have a century, but he scored. Test. No test centuries oh, in New Zealand. He hasn't played a test match, and he has played. He actually debuted in New Zealand, I think. Exactly. He scored a ninety odd, um, and then he has I think a couple ODI fifties, T twenty fifties. They haven't played a century. lot in New Zealand no, as well. I think last uh, season he broke his thumb, so he missed out on the, the two matches yeah. there. Um, but again, to be proven as a great batsman, you need to perform in all those countries against those oppositions. Yeah. In those conditions. So would you? How much credit would you give? Uh, Ram, my mom's. Can you hear my mom? 
How much credit would you give Rambo for this consistency? To be honest, I would give him a lot of a lot of credit yeah. only because he has brought on the Imran Khan mantra where the captain needs to be given full authority to make his decisions, to pick his team because ultimately it's your, it's the captain who is fighting the team, you know, on the yeah. field. Yeah, yeah, so um and the captain has a certain vision. And again, going back, when you look at one of the greatest teams uh, of all times, you always associate the captain with that team. Yeah. You know, you always say that was Ricky Ponting's team. You always go back and be like, that World Cup India won, that was Tony's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a Currently lot of it's Cody's team. Yeah. And, um, yeah. By the way, not really because he they've stripped away all white ball captaincy from Kohli. Just happened today. Rohit Sharma is the new white ball captain. What? Yes. So I, and this kind of I didn't know this. Yeah, it's, this happened today. Um, I wanna we wanna do a podcast on Kohli and I wouldn't say his demise, but um, he his, hasn't been performing at the same level. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So a Kohli podcast is definitely in the works. Uh, we'll have to do a bit more research because that was news to me that they did that today. He stripped of all white ball captaincy. You said, and he's still a test captain. Yes, but not for long, probably. Yeah, because they've also so they've given all the white ball captaincy to Rohit Sharma, and they've also made Rohit Sharma vice captain of the test team. So, so I mean, you transition. don't even get these many promotions, and you're at work, you know. Slavery is always back, <laughs> back to back <laughs> promotions. So I don't know what's going on, but wow, I, I know they're looking forward to the next World Cup and and the World T Twenty as well. But maybe there was a better way to give Goldie a better send off of captaincy. I mean, his T twenty was his T twenty World Cup journey was pretty bad. He has twenty pretty abysmal. He has twenty plus centuries as an Indian captain, with an average of seventy four in ODIs. How many wins? Uh, I would say his win percentage is up there in the low sixties. Okay, that's pretty good. You know, so he's he's been a great captain, but it's only because he hasn't been able to win any ICC tournaments or events um, that maybe they're thinking that from a captaincy point of view, he does not have what it takes uh, because the IPL is also a huge thing in India. He has not been able to won, to win a, the IPL a trophy. He stepped down from captaincy for, 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 RB, for RCB. RCB. Um, so it's, I don't Damn. know what's going on, man. I, That's a lot of Kohli drama. LeBron, uh, sorry, Kohli LeBron. is a LeBron of our generation. He is, he truly is. He truly is. You can hate him, but you can't disagree with the fact that he's probably the greatest of all time. Yes. Yeah. Same thing with LeBron, right? Wow. Um. I mean, we can go. We can keep talking about Kohli as as much as we want, but to wrap it up, and uh, and seal the deal on this Bangladesh win, what would you like to see happen forward in the West Indies series? Would you do you think we should keep this team in Pakistan, or do you think we should experiment a little bit more? Because West Indies is a bit. They're not the best team right now. They're struggling themselves. Uh, I think it would be nice to see a little bit more experimentation, see how the young chaps are doing, get the bench a bit warmed up for whatever comes next. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And they've given uh, rest to Hassan Ali for the yeah. for the series, which is good to see. Workload management is a lot we yeah, talk yeah. about. Load management. Load management. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> so, yeah, you can definitely try out, uh, you know, um, people that are have been warming the bench yeah. and, and see how they fit. And because you got to plan for the next world cup from here on um which is again i'm gonna bring this up again which brings up the question does shoy malik fit into your next world cup plans that are in australia 
<laughs> he doesn't average very good there. Do we need him there? How much is his experience? Is his experience really worth? Um, I, I really feel like if Tahariyama there's a good like for like replacement for him. Uh, I guess it depends on how this season goes. Yes, what happens right? to Muhammad Afiz? Has he played his last match for Pakistan? Um, it's it's gonna be tough to say. Um, but looking forward to the West Indies series. Yeah, um, totally. I'm backing the boys to win this, and I just want to see Babur playing his best cricket. Yeah, which he is. Let's be honest. And, and I was kind of disappointed. I was looking forward to play resuming for the second test because I was hoping that Bobber would score his sixth test match 100, um, which he didn't. Uh, I think he got a, a tough decision. Um, but he needs to realize in order to be considered as one of the greatest of all time, he needs to score test match 100s. Yeah. I test agree. match hundreds. Yeah. And he needs to improve his conversion ratio from fifties to two hundred. In test matches. I think yeah, currently he has um eighteen or nineteen fifties and five hundreds. Yeah. He can improve that. You know, great players have almost fifty fifty ratio. Yunus Khan has thirty two hundreds and um uh thirty three or thirty four fifties. That's the ratio that you want to get to. Yeah. Sachin has for fifty one hundreds and I think a hundred fifties. Wow. Right. So that okay, that stat is just astronomically different from the Yunus Khan stat. <laughs> I mean Yunus Khan, YK10K. Why know? not? Why not? He's, he's our brand. Yeah, sure. Totally. He's the goal for us. I, I'll back Yunus all day. I love that guy. Yeah. So I mean, so when you retire, people talk about Babar Azam, test player, he has this many centuries. Right. So that's he needs to work on that. And also improving as a captain. Uh, I, I saw that Karachi Kings announced him as yes, finally. the captain. Finally, man. Um, which I, I'm, I'm excited to see how he does that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. The PSL this year is going to be entertaining as well. Um, I think that's all we have to say about that. Uh, the Bangladesh series is wrapped up. Uh, we come home for the West Indies series. That'll be a delight to see. Um, from us, I guess, that's all uh, on the vague, vaguely familiar end. Uh, the backward point uh is was resumed for this special and now we're on our way out uh do you have any last thoughts before we say goodbye yeah uh welcoming the west indies team and hopefully no security threats yes if you know you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's a, that's a good way, way to end it we'll see you guys on the other side uh stay safe like subscribe leave a comment uh, let's give us your um thoughts on the Bangladesh series and how we should carry forward and we'll reply to as many as we can yeah right? thanks cheers take care bye